0: I love this movie because it's really, it's telling two stories simultaneously, and it does a really good job of doing that.
1: This is a movie that over the nine years of this film series, we have shown twice, right? This movie at number one, and we've gotten complaints both times. Mm -hmm.
0: The number one best reason to watch this movie is that Betty White tells Brendan Gleeson to suck her d***.
1: And welcome to Fright Club on Friday the Thirteenth. Here at Gateway Film Center, Columbus, Ohio. How else are we going to celebrate Friday the Thirteenth with all of our horror friends? Then, with Friday the Thirteenth on the big screen in
0: thirty-five mm In millimeter. thirty-five
1: millimeter. Very and exciting. when Chris Hamill here at the Gateway said, "Do you do you want to be showing that, or do you want to compete against it?" And. <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to be showing it. Yes,
0: we'd like to be showing it. Thank you very much. Yes.
1: So welcome. This will be fun. There's a lot going on. We've got uh, we've got the movie, of course, here in about uh, half an hour. We're going to talk about our favorite lakeside horror. As you've been coming in, we've been giving you a raffle ticket because if you haven't heard about the Bruce Orama show coming to Columbus with Bruce Campbell, uh, April 21st, they were nice enough to send us some promotional cookies, cookies. with uh, the Bruce Orama logo and we thought, you know, we could eat these all. We could. Or we could give some away tonight. So we're going to give some away. So anybody that didn't pick up a raffle ticket when you came in, please come down and do that. And by the way, for anybody that's coming to Fright Club for the first time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from MadWolf.com and Columbus Underground and Good Day Columbus. And this month, actually, starts the ninth year of this Fright Club film series that we have here. Thank you. This is nutty. Once a month at Gateway where we... Uh, Tape a podcast, talk about some sort of category in horror films, and then show one of them with a great crowd like yourselves. So uh, if this is new to you, I hope you come back because we do it every month.
0: We do. We do indeed.
1: And what are we to talk about? Well, actually, last... Last uh, podcast was our studio. We have a live podcast uh, once a month and a studio podcast once a month. And last time we were in the studio and we had two great special guests. We had Alok Mishra and Naomi Grossman
0: from One pro- BR, producer
1: and co-star of 1BR, One BR, One Bedroom, which yeah. is, uh,
0: is streaming. It's on all of the you know the commercial streamers now mm-hmm. too, so you can watch it for free. It's a super fun movie, and we we talked about apartment horror, and she is a stitch. And she knows Jessica Lang personally, so that's like <laughs> two thirds of the podcast. I was just like, oh my God, what does she look? Like? And um, but and they then, had
1: some great behind the scenes stories, they too. They did. That was a hoot. <gasps> yeah.
0: Crimes and yeah. misdemeanors. And oh hot, my God. Hot felons. Hot felons.
1: Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So thanks that to them. That is the
0: best kind of felon.
1: And tonight we're talking about, since we're showing, of course, I have to say, though, Crystal Lake. Yes.
0: So I have to point out uh, about the apartment horror mm-hmm. because Seth. I cannot believe. Seth, right there. Do you know what I left off the list? I forget. I left off Cronenberg's Shivers.
1: Oh. Oh, my God. Hang your head in shame. How
0: did I do that? I don't know. I don't either.
1: <laughs> well, thank oh. you. Seth keeps us honest he there does. with that stuff. You we appreciate lying. that. But it was a good list and a good podcast, so thank you to them, Alok and Naomi. But we're talking about lakeside horror, we and are. before we get into our, our top five, let's run through a few that we liked a lot.
0: Yeah. So the idea is that you know a lake figures prominently in the film, and so um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's everybody should watch that. Honeymoon. That's a great like sci-fi creature feature kind of a horror movie that's on a lake, and that's good. What keeps you alive is another one. Martha Marcy May Marlene. I don't know that it's technically a horror movie. It's scary and creepy and incredibly good. And I love the scenes on the lake there. Zombie Lake, which I often bring up. I don't know if you've seen Zombie Lake, but it starts off with a naked woman swimming. And the only way to see more of her, you'd need a speculum. (laughs)
1: Lake of Death, uh, which is
0: a Norwegian Norwegian movie. And it's a remake of like a 1948 Norwegian movie. It's creepy. Either one. And really beautifully
1: shot. Love the cinematography in that movie.
0: Um, let's scare Jessica to death. I love like those. I love low budget 1970s indies horror films. That's a great one. And then also, of course, Sleepaway Camp.
1: Of course, with our buddy Felissa. <laughs> That's
0: right. A lot <laughs> happens in that lake.
1: So those are all good. By the way, anybody that came in the last few minutes, come down here before we give away prizes and grab a raffle ticket because we give away these Bruce Campbell, Bruce Arama tickets before we're done. But uh, we've got a top five and we're up against the clock. So you want to you get into it? Here we go with some raffle tickets. Yeah. Hey, bud. All right, coming to number five in Lake Horror. This is from 2008. Strange things start happening after a girl is found drowned in a lake. It's Lake Mungo. I think Ellie saw a ghost. I didn't have any rational explanation for who was in those photos. Something was happening inside that house, and I wanted to find out what it was.
2: There was a ghost in her house. (laughs) Yeah, of course, I'm scared of dying. Isn't everyone scared of dying?
1: Lake Mungo, I feel like, is one that maybe isn't that well known, but it has almost a cult-like following. I think people really like it.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, they do, and, and it, it surprises me a little bit because not a lot happens. And I always like when a, a movie that does, you know, not a lot happens, can can kind of develop a big following. I love this movie because it, it's really it's telling two stories simultaneously, and it does a really good job of doing that. So it's it's like a documentary style, mm-hmm. uh, and they're interviewing this 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 family, are talking about these um, you know these happenings in their house, and the performances are so non showy, right? There's there's nothing actory about the performances at all. You sort of get lulled into yeah, these are just super crazy normal Australian dad, and you know which I really like. Um, but the other thing that that always impressed me about this movie is the way they balance that like talking head, not very attractive footage with like. Um, uh, the most beautiful shots of just the house outside at night with the stars. Ab- I mean, mm-hmm. the really gorgeous shots to sort of, I think, help balance out the talking head footage. Yeah, it's
1: got a lot of twists and turns. Yes. And I like how it uses, it goes back and shows you footage weird things happening in video footage that was taken or photographs, and then later you find, that you find out, oh, maybe there was something else I didn't notice in that photograph, yeah. and it almost invites a second viewing yes. to see if those things were in there the first time. So it's a mystery that gets unraveled, and it's effective. It it's is. Not, I wouldn't call it terrifying or anything no. like that, but it's a, nice, uh, it's, it's a nice one that keeps your attention. That's from 2008, Lake Mungo, number five on our list of lakeside horror. Let's move it up to number four. This is one where three people attempt to stop a gigantic crocodile. Who is terrorizing residents in Black Lake, Maine from 99, Lake Placid?
2: It's a human toe. Is this the man who was killed? He seemed taller. Oh my god. Bill Pullman. Shoot him! No! How much of a wacko is this guy? Bridget Fonda. Bridget! Mother. Oliver Platt. Maybe he swam back out! Maybe not. I just have this feeling everything's totally safe. This summer, the Earth's oldest creature has just found a new home. Hey! <laughs> Go under! Yeah! Lake Placid.
0: This is how long ago 1999 was. Oliver Platt gets billed in the trailer, and Brendan Gleeson does not.
1: <laughs> yeah, Betty White.
0: This is the, the the number one best reason to watch this movie is that Betty White tells Brendan Gleeson to suck her dick. <laughs> And, yeah. and I think that should happen in every movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is really a lot of fun. It strikes just the right tone for a, one of the countless Jaws ripoffs. But this does it so well. It's fun. It's funny. You know, the, the alligator sequences are decently done for animatronic or CGI alligators. And it's got some surprises in it. And it's just, it's just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It's a really, it's a ton of fun. And it does have, a like, a stacked cast. It does. You know, I mean, top to bottom, everybody in this movie is quite good. Mm-hmm. Much, actually, probably too good to be in this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they've got a great reference, too. There's a part where... Uh, somebody jokes at one point that the crocodile was flushed down the toilet by some asshole in Hong Kong, which <laughs> is a throwback to the movie Alligator yes, from it is. 1980, yes, which it is, is nice. Anytime you have those wink <laughs> winks, I love that. So that yeah, alligators that's alligators in the sewers. sewers. That's a lot of fun. 1999, Lake Placid. And let's go up to number three in Lakeside Horror. In this one, ooh, look at this! This is the one we're going to see here in just a few minutes. A group of camp counselors trying to reopen a summer camp called Crystal Lake, which has a grim past, are stalked by a mysterious killer, Friday the Thirteenth. Hello? Who is that? Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? Friday the 13th
0: you may only see it once but that will be enough friday the 13th
1: all right well i know there's at least one person here tonight who has never seen this movie ever anyone else holy moly a lot, a lot of people. This is awesome. I was expecting. We were expecting a lot of people that hadn't seen it on the big screen, but to have not have seen it at all—that is fantastic. It's very it was-
0: exciting. And uh, you know, and I'll, I'll be really curious how many of you um, find it frightening. You know, because one of the reasons that it, it, you know, struck such a chord when it came out is that it was fairly unusual, right? Like it, it sort of, it, you know, it took a pattern that really John Carpenter um, set after. Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of, you know, threw it out there the first time. But it's funny, it's like a, a friend of ours saw Die Hard for the first time a couple of years ago and just thought it was hilarious because, of course, you've seen Die Hard 300,000 times since that movie came out. So when you go watch the first one, it just is like cute as opposed to being like, you know, quite a thriller. The best thrill
1: movie run.
0: ever. Right. That's what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> this, uh, yeah, it's, it's great that you're coming to see it for the first time. Uh, a couple of things, um, you, even if you haven't seen it, you've probably heard the the famous... Well, that was an invention of the composer, Harry Manfredini, and it's his voice doing okay. that. So that seems right. Yeah. And, and I love that Betsy Palmer, who's the actress that plays Mrs. Voorhees, uh, she said at the time that if it were not for the fact that she needed a new car, she would not have done the movie <laughs> because she read the script and said it was, quote, a piece of shit. <laughs> so <laughs> She's re- great, though. She is great. She's
0: full bore. She is great in this movie.
1: She is great. She's so, committed. She needed is, uh, that car. This is a treat. Thanks for coming out to see it tonight. And, and those of you who have seen it, and but you haven't just seen it on the big screen. How many of those people do we have that have seen it, but just not on the big screen? That's a lot, too. This is great. <laughs> One hour and thirty-five minutes later. What'd you think?
2: Okay, well I don't really watch scary movies, so like I was expecting to see the mask. Oh sure.
0: <laughs> sure. That doesn't happen till the third episode.
2: Gotcha. I yeah. also was surprised that such an old woman had the capability of killing them so creatively. <laughs> and like throwing her through the window. So yeah. She I was sturdy a lot. though. There was a sturdy woman. Yeah, I mean, she was, like, <laughs> really throwing the punches and everything, so... Go, Alice. I hope she doesn't end up, like, permanently in a psychological facility. Um, oh,
0: you haven't seen the second one.
2: Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess I have to wait till the next Friday
1: the 13th. Did you have a good time with it?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, I think the... De- I really like the cinematography and, like, how they filmed it and, like, the details with, like, the cut, like, telephone line and, like, just how they shot through the windows and then, did, like, different angles. So I really enjoyed that and I thought like the sound was also really intense and visual and I liked that
1: It borrows a lot from oh. the renewed interest of the the slash at the time, obviously it, it borrows that point of those point of view shots from Halloween, which just came back into vogue. That Halloween did it borrows the ending from Carrie. Oh yeah, big time.
0: But I I agree with you. I think the cinematography is really effective in this movie because it gives you the sense of this creeping dread of this somebody sort of peeking around and looking inside mm-hmm. things. Um, and it's also a really clever way for them to 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 make the film on a low budget because you know they they didn't have to be slick with anything and they didn't have to. But the other thing that they did, of course, is they almost never show the kill. Right. There are so many cutaways. And at this point, it, you know, it, it's because they didn't have a budget. They did a great job with no budget, but it is you know, a little frustrating. <laughs> it, you know, at the time, I don't think it probably was because it was a fairly new genre. The slasher was a fairly new genre. But looking back on it now, it's like, wow, that we really didn't see anything at all, did we?
1: <laughs> see, I'm not surprised at that reaction, though, because I figured a lot of people who hadn't seen it were expecting to see the hockey match. Sure. Is, it, is that yeah. right? Yeah. But number, number two, two, it's a burlap sack.
0: Yeah, a sackhead Jason is scary, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I think sackhead Jason is the scariest. Sackhead Jason. Jason. Yeah, we I need think a return so for sackhead. Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> Any other newbies got some thoughts?
3: Uh, well, I kind of knew about the ending because uh, in Scream, sure. Don't they spoil it in Scream? They do. Scream yes. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of knew that that Drew Barrymore that, didn't know, but you <laughs> now you do. Um, I kind of knew that twist already. I was surprised how slow it was for no real reason. I mean, sometimes it uses it to build tension, but it kind of felt like someone... I mean, like you said, like, you know, Halloween was back in vogue, and it sounds like, you know, the, the an executive told the director, hey, could you make this with uh, half the budget? Sure. And uh, we all know uh, Halloween already had a, a budget of zero, so this was like... A better director, five budget. too, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Halloween without, like, the master touch of, you know, Carpenter. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It was. I'm glad I finally have seen the original now, but I was a little underwhelmed. Uh, well, anything
1: that gets popular is going to get copied, of yeah, course. It yeah. always has. And when Halloween scored so big, they want to go out and make their own, mm-hmm. and that's what kicked off a brand new a brand new franchise here. Any other thoughts, really quick? Thank you guys for coming. By the yes, way, yes, thank you. Everybody very had much. A, it, it seemed like y'all had a good time. We appreciate that. For a 42-year-old movie, it holds up pretty
3: well.
0: Yeah, the uh, I, I think that you're probably right, and it and it is you know there's something about seeing like the whole franchise I mean those of us who have seen all all 12 of these of these movies it, it's there's it's just a wild yeah the, it's just a wild sort of evolution and one of my favorite things about it is that it moves around the lake. You know, like they don't, you know, Camp Crystal Lake is not in two. It's the next l- camp up. And then in three, it's a private residence. And then in four, it's like condos that they run out to summer people. It's very, until, of course, then they get to the, the cruise ship that is somehow in a lake and is going to take them to New York.
1: Did you hear the murmur when you said 12? <laughs> Did you not know? <laughs> I love that. What?
0: Yeah. Are you serious? There are else, there are 10 Hellraisers.
1: Yeah. Oh, well again, thank you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. It was you
0: a so great time. Much.
2: Uh, moving
1: on to uh, number two on our list. Ooh, and this is uh, this is a series. This actually could count for two movies yes, because it could. It came, the first one came out in '97, and then the next one in 2007. Two psychotic young men take a family hostage in their lakeside cabin. This is "Funny Games."
2: What is it, honey? There's someone here.
1: Could you please leave right now, Mr. Farber? What? Ah! Have a seat, please. I'm Paul. It's easier when things are polite. Okay, let's play a game. You bet that you'll
2: be alive tomorrow at 9 o'clock, and we bet that you'll be dead. Let's make a deal. (laughs) That's awesome, really.
1: It's playtime again. Yeah, this is a pair of movies by one of our favorite filmmakers, Michael Haneke. The original in German, and then ten years later, he did an English language version, which is a shot-for-shot shot remake of the movie he made ten years before. Both are brilliant. Both are awkward. They're uncomfortable. They're at one point, they're to me, they're a little maddening because as much as I love this movie and this filmmaker, he does one thing yeah. in this that. I think, might be a little too much, and I certainly if don't want to spoil it. If you've seen
0: it, I assume that you know the scene in question, and if you haven't, you should watch it, and you'll know. Um, there's no question of the scene that, that George's talking about. And it's funny, when the 2007 one came out, I was reviewing movies at a newspaper, the other paper, and usually, luckily, I would get the horror films because I was really the only one of the critics who, who liked them at the time. Oh, you may have also been there by then, by, the, by 2007, but because it was Michael Haneke, one of the greatest directors of all time, um, uh, the the... The editor, the arts editor, who all he he took it, um, but he doesn't like horror movies, and he gave it one star, <laughs> and I was livid. I was so mad at him. But if you don't, but it, what's a funny thing about that is that Haneke is basically he's making. A statement about horror film fans. Like the the movie is not a love note to horror films or horror film fans. It's basically like you asked for this, and that's really for me. That's why that scene works. You yeah. you asked for you wanted to see this family punished.
1: Well, I think in not just films, but but the uh, appetite for violence in general mm-hmm. and seeing people suffer. I think it's a comment on it. But yeah, um, and also
0: just on etiquette. Yeah. I mean that's when it that's yeah. what it, that's what it's so brilliant. It's a
1: horror of manners and it's it's God, really uncomfortable but right it's uh, set right by the lake for the most part so it's number 2 on our list of lakeside horror funny games and moving up to number 1 this is a movie that over the 9 years of this film series we have shown twice right this mm-hmm. movie at number 1 mm-hmm. and we've gotten complaints both times mm-hmm. we got yelled at mm-hmm. for showing this cuz <laughs> this one is brutal it's I'm from I'm a dick 1982 <laughs> Refusing to let anything spoil their romantic weekend break, a young couple confront a gang of youths with terrifying, brutal consequences. Eden Lake. Why don't we
2: just find another spot? I'm not going to be bullied away by much 12-year-olds. Steve, where's the beach bag? It's got the car keys in it. First phone, each sees nine nine nine. Now we've got to finish this. Oh my God, oh my God.
1: Run! Yeah, brutal.
0: Yes, it is. Um, it's so good, but it's it's very it's a very tough watch. I mean, if you if you if you want like a happy ending, don't watch this movie. <laughs> um, it's but it's I mean the, the performances are great. Michael Fassbender, re, obviously one of the greatest actors we're today. Um today. Kelly, Kelly re- Riley is great. Jack O'Connell, that's the that is who sells yeah. this movie. He is so terrifying in this movie. And actually, back to back, this one and and then also Funny Games. Uh, I love I love horror films that tap this like weird fear of bored. Teenagers. Like bored teenagers. All all of the horror films, them does it too. Mm-hmm. It's just like they can re- they scare people for some reason. Oh, and, yeah. and you can make a really effective movie being afraid of teenage kids.
1: And they do some serious damage. And since then, of course, all three of the the actors you mentioned have gone on to great thing. I mean Kelly Riley right now is huge with Yellowstone. Yeah. Of course, Michael Fassbender and Jack O'Connor has done some fantastic work and they're all great in this movie. Yeah, and it's it's tense. You probably have noticed the intensity from the trailer. But uh, so it is a it is an intense, bloody, brutal ride. Yes, and, uh, and that's then why, and
0: there's that railroad spikes. Yeah,
1: that's ah. why we've shown it twice here, we'll and who knows, maybe we'll show it again. <laughs> <laughs> we and, don't
0: repeat a lot, but we did repeat that one.
1: Yeah, and that is uh, number one on our lakeside horror list as we get ready to see Friday the Thirteenth, the original from 1980. Enjoy those cookies, and uh, and hopefully, you know, hang on. Hopefully, in a in a later Fight Club, we may have some tickets actually to the event to give away, but. They wouldn't give us those just yet. But again, it's bruce rama April 21st, and that's going to be at Kemble Live. Okay, so we're going to get to the movie here, and we will edit this podcast down and probably have it live on Monday or Tuesday. You can find it. Uh, it's called Fright Club, and you can find it on all the usual podcasts, also on all of our outlets, MadWolf.com, and you can find us on Facebook, Mad Wolf Columbus, and uh, at Fright Club Pod on Twitter. And we're looking ahead to the next time, the next podcast.
0: Yeah, the, the next one that we're gonna do in the studio, we're gonna have our friend Jamie Ray from Fave Five from Fans, and we're gonna talk about hotel horror. And then the next one we're gonna show here, so some of you may be aware, we've been trying to get the um, Bella Lugosi, Boris Karloff film, Black Cat, for a long time, and we thought we had it, and it fell through, but man, Chris Hamill came up clutch because there's a 1982 fa- movie called The Fan, It is amazing and so weird and next to impossible to get. It's not streaming anywhere. It's very hard to get a DVD. You're definitely not going to find it in theaters. And we have a 35-millimeter print to show next month, and we're going to talk about celebrity crushes. Little Duran Duran might come up into the conversation. I'm not (laughs) promising anything. We might talk about Bruce Campbell again.
1: And maybe we'll have some more Bruce Campbell prizes. Maybe so. You never know. But a good way to keep up on all that yes. stuff is to join us on our special Fright Club podcast group on Facebook. Just search Fright Club podcast and ask to join and you'll get in there. We have a lot of fun with horror movies and all sorts of stuff. So is that about it? Is it? That, that about, is it. Is that about housekeeping? Yes. All right. We're just about on time yeah. as we're getting ready to show Friday the 13th. Who's excited to see this? Some for the first time, some for the first time on the big screen, some for the umpteenth time, but that's okay. All right, we hope you enjoy. Thanks for coming out. And until next time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Stay and hit it. Enjoy Friday the 13th. On Friday the 13th.